This is Black Millennial Money. This is Black Millennial Money, where we talk about how you can make more money, keep more money, invest your money, and spend your money on the finer things in life, all from a Black Millennial perspective. I'm your host, Joseph Voice, and today I'm your illustrious guest. But before we get into all of that, regular listeners, you know what I'm about to say. You know what we're here to talk about. But before we get onto all of that, if you haven't liked, subscribed to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, or Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, hearing my voice, seeing my face, now is the time to subscribe. We're on a mission to reach 100 million people with life-changing financial information, and you can be a part of that. If you would like to take your contribution to the platform that little bit further, join our Patreon like these lovely people on screen. You get extra access to me and the team and get your questions and and dilemmas answered even faster. If you want to send us your dilemmas, we're going to be releasing them as clips going forward. So please send them over to us at blackmillennialmoney.com. And if you haven't heard yet, my book's coming out soon. My book's coming out soon. It's called The Free Circles of Wealth, How Kids of Immigrants and Working Class Parents Can Get Rich and Stay That Way. The link is in the bio for you to join the waiting list and be the first to find out when the book is out. So without further ado, you've seen the title of this episode, and we're talking about how to have a perfect credit score. And some of you may or may not know, but I have a perfect credit score. And to prove that to you, I'm going to unlock my phone right now and show on screen... I'm going to put the recording on screen showing my credit score, seeing me log in and check my credit score live. So it should be on the left-hand side of the screen. Now you're seeing me log in and that's just loaded. Triple nine, I'll show it to the camera as well. Triple nine, that's my name at the top, Joseph. And this is someone who was £36,000 in debt. £36,000 in debt when my credit score was in the toilet three years ago. This is how I went from minus 36000 to building up a perfect credit score and how you can do the same. You may not know this, but we have a Patreon page. Patreon is a platform that makes it super easy for people to support creators. Here at Black Millennial Money, our mission is to reach millions of people around the world with life-changing financial information, and you can be part of that. Head over to patreon.com forward slash black millennial money or click the link in the description to sign up and start supporting us today. Now, the first thing to discuss is what actually is a credit score. There's a lot of confusion around this. It causes a lot of tension. Some people don't fully understand what credit scores actually are. So just to break it down, your credit score is your financial reputation. It's based on your credit history, right? So it's your financial reputation. Whatever you've done in your past, financially is usually logged in your credit score it shows whether or not your name is good or bad in these streets when it comes to your money are you good or bad with your money are the people that deal with you financially happy about the experience or really annoyed by the experience those are all the things that are shown in your credit report the score itself is indicative of a good credit history and a good credit report remember we've spoken about this before credit scores usually don't matter that much but they are indicators of of good credit history and good credit report so it's very difficult to have a great credit score and a bad credit report usually what you have is a great credit score and a really positive credit report so what's included in your credit report it starts off with who you've borrowed money from which includes services delivered on credit like utility bills so because you use the service before you pay for it right so you use your electric your gas all of these things in advance of having to pay for them 
which is why they bill you retrospectively. Technically, that service is delivered on credit, which is why it's included on your credit report. But also you have loans, car finance, credit cards, and a bunch of other traditional lending vehicles that are included in your credit report. It also includes what happened after you borrowed the money. So did you pay the money back on time? Did you miss any payments? Did you have some sort of settlement? Did you need to go to court? Was there something else that happened during the time that you borrowed that money? It also shows how much money you borrowed at the time. And it also gives an indication of how much money you you have available to you from a borrowing basis. So for example, I have a credit card, which you're going to see in a second, with an £18,000 limit. That is shown on my credit report. It's the amount of money that I have available to borrow. Not necessarily all the money that I borrow, but it shows how much I have available. And that is what's on the report. So what gives me a perfect credit score? Well, I'm going to show you. And the reason I'm showing you this is because very often you see people talking about how I did X or how I do Y, but most people don't get to see those things unless they're in that position. So on screen right now, I'm going to show my credit report with Experian, and it's going to show you eight positive factors and zero negative factors. That's already a good start. It's eight to zero for positive factors. So firstly, it, the first thing says my newest mortgage is 14 months old. That means that I've had my mortgage for a little while. Those of you who know, know that I bought my property in October 2020 was when I picked up the keys. And that means that I've had a mortgage for an extended period of time. This is tied to another point that you're, we're going to come on to, which is the age of my credit accounts. The reason for this is that I haven't had multiple new mortgages applied for. So that suggests that I'm good with the one mortgage I have. I'm not here bouncing from lender to lender. The second thing you'll see is that I have six settled credit accounts, which means I've borrowed money and paid them all off. Those those accounts are typically the credit cards that I was in £36,000 worth of debt in. And those show that I've paid them all off and closed the accounts. I owe nobody a penny sweep which is fantastic. The other thing is that it says the average age of all my credit accounts is 46 months. So the average age of my credit accounts is just under four years. Now, why that's important is that it shows the longevity in my credit history and my credit usage. I told you all about a credit card I had way back in 2013, which was the first credit card I ever got. And I've kept that credit card, not because I use it, because I don't, to be frank, I don't use any of my credit cards. I'm going to break down how I use my credit cards. And I know that sounds contradictory to say I don't use them and I'm going to break down how I use them. But I kept that first credit card simply because I had, I've had it the longest. It makes the average age of any new credit card I, I add higher. So where that's looked upon favorably by credit agencies because they have a long history to see what I've done with my money. Am I making my payments? Do I constantly find myself in debt? These are the things that help boost your credit report. The next thing is that, as I said before, my highest credit limit is £18,000. The reason for that is because I use that credit card for work. I use it for work expenses. And I'll explain exactly how I do that in the next section. But having a high limit on at least one of your credit cards that you do not use to get into debt is usually a good indication of financial responsibility. It shows you've got access to money, but you don't need it and you're not using it. It's a weird chicken and egg scenario where you need to have credit to show that you're good with credit to be able to access credit. But if you've got too much credit, you can now end up in trouble. So one of the ways I balance that is I have a particularly high limit on one of my cards. And between that card and two other cards that I keep open, again, that I barely use, my limit, my total credit limit is around £24,000. 
that means that I have access to £24,000 worth of credit. So when I make a small transaction, it doesn't affect the overall usage because often they say that you're overusing your credit, which makes you look like you're spending too much money. And that ties in to another point that that's on here, that my account usage it indicates that I'm low risk, that I don't spend a lot of money on credit, which suggests that I live on a budget, which I do, and I'm financially responsible, which I am, and I stay on top of my bills, right? Another thing to bear in mind is that the highest current balance on one of my credit cards, which is very out of date, it says it's £8,152. There are no balances on any of my credit cards. I don't keep balances on my credit cards. But what that means is that, again, because I've got access to £24,000 worth of credit, I'm only using a relatively small amount of the total credit available to me. I also have 11 credit accounts. Now, don't get me wrong. These are not 11 loans and credit cards, et cetera, et cetera. As I say, I've got a couple of credit cards. And I've got a mortgage. Those are credit agreements. But the other credit accounts I have are household utilities. So things like my phone, my phone contract, because I've got a phone attached to it, it's a credit agreement because I'm essentially financing the cost of the phone. Some of you may may use O2 like me and some other, some other telco companies. And what they do is they, they separate the cost of your monthly bill and the cost of your actual phone. So if you want to pay off the phone, the credit part of it goes away and you just have a subscription, which is kind of like your Netflix account, to the rest of the phone services. Now, I've got the credit accounts that I use are gas and electric, my phone, the, the home Wi-Fi, other things are in my partner's name, some things are in my name. And that helps me show a variety of credit of credit that I'm using and staying on top of all of them makes me look like a strong candidate. Now, the last thing is that I've had no new credit applications for the past six months. And that's because I don't apply for credit. I don't want credit. I don't need credit. I use it to my advantage, right? The only credit agreements I recently entered into were about a year ago when I was setting up my new phone, my new personal phone contract, the, the utilities at my new home, all of these things were, were one of things that I did early this year, late last year to get things sorted. And I planned for those. But what, is, what this now means, because I haven't been constantly looking for credit and looking for someone who, and looking like someone who doesn't manage my earnings very well, where I'm scrambling around needing new credit all the time, I'm now in a position where actually someone can see I haven't applied for credit for a while. So if this person applies for credit, they're not doing it from desperation. They're doing it because they've got a specific need that requires them to take out credit. So that's, those are the things that give me a perfect credit score. But the real things underneath it are the financial habits that help me have a, credit, a perfect credit score. And I've alluded to some of them already. The first thing is that I live on a budget. And some people say budgeting as if it's, it's a restriction. It's actually freedom. Budgeting is freedom, and I'll explain to you why. You know exactly how much money you have for any little thing you do. I do I do zero-pound budgeting, which means every pound is budgeted for. There is something that it needs to do. So every pound is allocated, and that could be allocated towards me having fun. It could be allocated towards Christmas presents. It could be allocated towards paying my bills, my travel to work, my food. So every penny I make is accounted for. Nothing goes missing. And what that means is that I never forget my payments because I, I know how much all of my payments are. I stay on top of all of them. I know how many payments I've got who they're with, how much in total they are. So for example, if all of my bills, all of my bills amount to a thousand pounds a month, for example, when I get paid and when my partner gets paid, we put our money together and then shift a thousand pounds to the account where all of the bills comes out to make sure that 
every penny is accounted for. That helps me stay on top. It means my I don't have to think about paying my bills on time. It means the money's in the account when they ask for it. And we don't have to get into a back and forth. They don't have to put a mark on my credit report for missing a payment. The other piece of it is financial planning. I deliberately plan when I need to apply for credit. So for example, some of you know I've got a wedding coming up next year. And because we need to put deposits on stuff, we've got our budget for the wedding. We know exactly how much we're spending on the wedding. We're not spending a penny more. But because we need some more cash now to actually put deposits down on things and secure venues, etc., etc., we're going to borrow some money. But because we plan for this, I've put myself in a position where I don't have any balances on my credit card. I haven't recently made any credit applications. And all of that stands me in good stead to be able to get a great deal when it comes to when it comes to borrowing money for the wedding. Now, to be crystal clear, I am not borrowing more than my budget. And what we're going to do is the amount of money that we're borrowing, we're actually going to have saved up by the time we get married anyway. We just don't have all of the money now. So this is how you do the wedding without playing yourself. You get yourself the extra cash, extra liquidity to secure your dates, secure all the vendors and everything else, but make sure you're not borrowing more than the money you're going to have by the time... Um, by the time your wedding rolls around. So essentially, within two months of the wedding, the wedding is paid off. That's the plan. That's how we're approaching it. But that's the financial planning element of it, where we're very deliberate about what happens in our finances here. Now, the other thing is having credit accounts in my, in my name. As, you, as we discussed earlier, I've got 11 credit accounts in my name. Most of them are not me borrowing money from people. It's not credit cards. I have no loans. What they are is that there is a record of me somewhere with an energy company, with a phone provider that shows I'm paying bills. A lot of people don't have enough things in their name. And this applies to some t- in some cases to stay-at-home moms where your partner is the person that earns the money. So why should the bills be in your name? But if you ever need to access credit, if you ever need to show your financial history, it's important that you have bills in your name. So whether or not your, your partner earns the money, the, the money should be moved into a joint bills account or your bills account and the payments come out, but it's all in your name. That allows you to be an identifiable person in the financial industry. Because the biggest challenge that the credit companies have where you need to apply for a mortgage or car finance or anything else that you want to do is figuring out if you are the person you say you are. The more things you have in your name, the more evidence they can show to say, actually, I'm pretty confident that that Caroline is Caroline because British Gas says this is Caroline. Her bank says this is Caroline. T-Mobile says this is Caroline. And Barclay card say this is Caroline. We've got four or five different places that we can confirm who who Caroline says she is is who she is, right? And that's the reason to have bills in your name, so you're a, an identifiable person when it comes to financial transactions. Now, the last piece, the reason I have such a high credit limit on my credit card, I've spoken about it a little bit, where it be it looks it makes it better than my overall p- picture doesn't look like I'm borrowing tons of money. So for example, if my if my limit on my card was, I don't know, five grand, and I needed to spend three grand for a work expense, I've now used 60% of the credit available to me. I'm looking like someone who's on the ropes. I'm looking like I've smashed all my piggy banks. And now I need to I need, I need to now start spending some of other people's money. However, if I've got £18,000 limit, and I spend 3000 I've spent about 20%. Oh, that doesn't look like this person is struggling. And the key thing is, in the job that I do, I'm in a position where I can, in some months, I will have expenses of about £10,000 a month. 
in low months, it'll be 3,000 in big months, 10,000, 12,000 pounds easily expensed throughout a month. Now, that makes me, the reason I use my credit cards in that way is that I'm not spending my money. My company is going to pay me back all of this money and I'll pay back the credit company. The value of that is I get to show activity on my account. I get to show financial responsibility without spending any of my own money. It's the company's money and they're going to pay me back. The company system pays me back within two weeks max. So I know that I can manage my payments in time to make sure my credit card is settled on time. If you don't work a job that allows you to do something like that, use it for the big expenses that you're doing regularly. So some of us are still traveling to work. You know how much your train ticket costs or your bus ticket, whatever it is, buy it monthly or pull it on a credit card. You know you're going to spend that money anyway. In your budget, you've got budget from your salary for this money. So if your if your travel card is or your bus ticket is £200 a month, for example, you know that you're going to spend £200 every single month on your credit card. Perfect. Now, when you get paid, you just pay off that amount. So for those large, consistent transactions, so travel is a great one, whether that's petrol or getting on the train is a really, really useful one to, to do on your credit card. If you don't have any of those kind of expenses and you still want something going through, Netflix, Spotify, Apple Music are super affordable things that most of you are doing already that are cheap. So you can spend 20 to 50 pounds a month on your credit card based exclusively on the subscriptions you already have. What this does is it shows that you're using your accounts and you're paying them off because this is already stuff you'll be paying for. It's not now I, I want to go to Dubai, I'm going to smash it on a credit card. This is not what I'm talking about. That is not what I'm talking about. That is not, I don't even like that. I don't like credit as a thing, but I understand that I need to play the game to access the things that I want. And for those of you looking for a mortgage, those of you looking to maybe get a new car or get a loan for your business, your personal credit report is going to be very, very important. Now, if you can boost that to being a perfect credit score, you're on the right tracks to getting not only all the credit you need, but also getting it at a low interest rate. Low interest rate is the key value of having a high credit score. So, for example, when I got my mortgage, I had the credit score. Me and my, uh, me and my fiance had the credit score that would, allow me, that would allow us to have a £700 a month mortgage. But we couldn't get our application in on time because it was in the middle of the pandemic. Everything was a mess, right? Couldn't get it in on time. We missed the window and the interest rate went up by 1%. And our mortgage went from £700 to £900 a month. 1%. So we're paying £200 more a month. We're £200 a month poorer. Poorer every single month. £2,400 a year poorer because of a 1% change in an interest rate. Not because we didn't have the credit, but because we put the application in late. But if you had a poor credit score, and this is how people end up in debt spirals and poorer people are always disadvantaged this way, people with poorer credit, what you find is that if you've got a poor credit score, you usually are struggling financially, but you also pay the most in interest. You pay the most in interest. So someone else may be able to get a loan at 3 or 4%, but no one's going to, if you've got a poor credit score, you can't get a loan. You have to go and get a payday loan. And they're going to charge you 27%. If not, in fact, payday loans can charge up to, I think it's 3,000% in interest. It used to be up to 25,000%, but they, they, kept, they kept it now to 3,000%. If they can charge you that much, where someone else is paying, 
just three percent interest. That means over over a three year loan, they're probably gonna their interest their total interest is gonna be less than five hundred pounds over three years. But you with your payday loan for the same amount of money at thirty percent, fifty percent interest, you pay more than five hundred pounds in one year. And that is the advantage of putting yourself in a strong credit position. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you got some gems. Run it back. If you haven't, if you missed anything, and if you want to see some of the key factors that are making sure my credit stays perfect, that triple nine score, run it back. Now, as usual, you can follow us on Instagram at BMM Global at BMM Global on Twitter at BMM Global Pod and you can check out the website at blackmillennialmoney.com where we've got additional resources if you haven't joined the waiting list for the book my book that's coming out The Three Circles of Wealth how the children of immigrants and working class parents can get rich and stay that way where we break down things like putting together the budget that allows you to have a perfect credit score now is the time to do it click the link in the description or we're asking for is your name and email address and I'll let you know as soon as it comes out I'll see you next week. Have a great new year. Take care. This is Black Millennial Money. 